Hey, Alliance Church. Uh, so coming to you on this Tuesday uh, with our next installment of our Growth Practices series. Uh, oftentimes these are referred to as spiritual disciplines. Uh, and today the practice that we're going to talk about uh, for Americans can be one of the most difficult. Uh, and it's the practice of simplicity. Now, when I talk about simplicity, many of us just kind of clenched and we're preparing ourselves for the impact that surely is coming because he's going to tell us it's wrong to have stuff. He's going to tell us that money is bad. Uh, that's how most of us uh, fear that God is going to talk to us about money. Uh, but the truth is, uh, when we talk about simplicity, what I'm talking about is something internal. It will have uh, certain aspects that we're going to live out but really it comes to an attitude of the heart. Jesus would say that the, the essence of simplicity, uh, which all believers are called to, is to seek first the kingdom. Uh, in Matthew chapter six, a passage that we discussed, oh man, probably six weeks ago on one of these videos, uh, Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else is taken care of. Leading up to that, uh, he, he spends the entire chapter going, look, don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. And he says, look at, look at God's creation. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. He cares for them. He clothes them. He feeds them. And he says, you are so much more valuable. You don't need to spend your time striving after those things. But seek first the kingdom. Many of us are so caught up in, in seeking after stuff more stuff, the newest stuff, the shiniest stuff, uh, bigger bank accounts so that we can either buy stuff or so that we can have security because numbers on a bank account really means the less I have to worry. That's how many of us view it. But Jesus would say that is completely backwards. We are to seek first his kingdom, to have a simplicity of focus. My entire life is about seeking the kingdom first, with my money, with my time, with my energy, with my relationships. And Jesus says, if you will do that, the Father takes care of everything else. Many of us struggle with anxiety that comes from worry about our stuff and our status. Is, is it big enough? Is it, is it bad enough? Is it going to be okay during all of this? What if I have to lose it? What if I have to give some away? What if I have to sell it? And there's this anxiety that comes up that really is a red flag that shows us our heart is too attached to our stuff. Jesus also teaches that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Our hearts get attached to things that we treasure. So as I, as I talk about this, we're going to talk a little bit about money, about stuff, even about time and things that we get involved in. And I'm going to be urging us towards simplicity. And if at any point in time your heart starts to beat a little faster, let that be a red flag that shows I'm potentially too attached to this. You see, I'm not trying to get your stuff. I think much like Jesus, I want to lead us into a place where our stuff doesn't get us. Uh, Richard Foster, author of the book Celebration of Disciplines, which is where I'm getting a lot of these talks from, uh, he says this, the person who does not seek the kingdom first does not seek it at all. What Foster is saying there is that the kingdom, even by the very nature of the word, has to come first, has to be central. To say that I'm going to go pursue other things of this life and then with what time I have left, 
I'll pursue the kingdom of God, I'll pursue kingdom life. It's an oxymoron, it can't happen. The kingdom must come first because the king waits for no one. And so what Jesus is telling us, what Foster encourages us to, what Paul encourages us to, is to live a life of simple focus. Focused on the kingdom of God, becoming more like Jesus, not allowing my stuff to control me, my schedule to control me, and Jesus gets the leftovers, but bringing all of those things and laying them at his feet and allowing him to direct my steps. Really, what we're talking about is an inward thing. I'm not gonna get to a point where I tell you, so here's how you need to spend your money and you need to sell all of this and you need to only spend money on that and you need to, that's not where we're going with this. What I'm trying to do is get us to a place where in our hearts, we're able to go, I'm a citizen of the kingdom and everything I have, the king has given to me and I'm to say, okay, Lord, what do we do with it now? Foster again says this, Freedom from anxiety is characterized by three inner attitudes. If what we have we receive as a gift, and if what we have is to be cared for by God, and if what we have is available to others, then we will possess freedom from anxiety. This is the inward reality of simplicity. When we can get to a place of truly living as though everything I have is a gift from God, it's his, he cares for it. I don't have to worry about keeping it all safe. And it's available to any that need it. Truly, we can get to a place of simplicity where we can focus on the kingdom first because our heart isn't attached to all of that stuff. This needs to be our prayer, church. Lord, may I see everything I have, not as something that I've earned and is mine to keep, but as something that you have given that you will watch over and that you have called me to share when appropriate. So many would take this teaching and go to a place that says you have to own nothing. Like literally you can't have any stuff. You need to sell everything you have and it's this harsh treatment, uh, but that completely misses the point as well. The point is not to be miserly and to, to have nothing. The point is not to be foolish and give everything away. The point is not to have the biggest pile of shiny stuff by the end of our lives. The point is that heart focus of going, Lord, kingdom first. What are you calling me to do? If he calls me to sell something, to give it away, then I give it away. If he says, no, I've given this to you to enjoy, then I enjoy it. All of a sudden, I'm free from the anxiety and I'm able to focus on the king and his kingdom. This also pertains to how we live lives, how we, uh, how we order our schedules, because many of us do not live simple lives when you look at everything that we're constantly running around doing. The, one thing that this COVID pandemic has caused us to do is simplify our schedules. But if we're not careful, many of us, as soon as the options open back up, we're gonna start saying yes to everything and moving back into everything. And the Apostle Paul tells us to do something that in my own heart, if I'm honest, feels very un-American. Uh, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul is, is talking to the church and he's saying, man, you guys are, you're pursuing the kingdom. You're pursuing holiness. You're loving one another well. He's given them an attaboy, great job. And then he tells them this, which is counterintuitive uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life 
to mind your own business and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anyone. That even goes against a lot of our American church culture, which says bigger is better. The more followers you have, the more people show up, the bigger and louder your life is, the more people will love Jesus, right? What Paul says there is that people will actually be drawn to a quiet and simple life. When they see your singular focus on loving God and becoming more like him in every aspect of your life, to lead a quiet life, to work with your hands, he says people will see this and they will be drawn to him because of it. We are called to lead simple lives. Every opportunity that comes up going, Lord, is this something that I should get involved with? Lord, is this a way that I should spend my money? Lord, I, I have so many of these. Am I supposed to give some away? Lord, am I supposed to take a step back from some of the things that I'm involved in? These seem like really hard questions because our hearts are so attached to them. But I promise you that as you begin to follow him in this, as you begin to hold everything he's given you more open-handedly, you will find freedom from anxiety. You will find freedom to follow wherever he leads. You will find freedom to become the person he's calling you to be. But we can't have it both ways. We can't chase after all the things that this world tells us are important and chase after all the things he tells us are important. They're diametrically opposed. Uh, Jesus says in Luke chapter 16 that you can't serve both God and money. You will hate one and love the other. We have to find a way to deal with this tension. We have to release our grip and live open-handedly. Can we trust him with our stuff, with our time, with everything that we're involved in, with the things that we get identity from? Can we trust him and begin to live in simplicity with a singular focus on putting the kingdom first? Is he good enough? Is he trustworthy enough? Let me end with a final caution to us. Uh, some of us are gonna take this very seriously and we're gonna start praying and the Lord's gonna say, here's some things that, uh, that are not healthy for you that you need to release. Maybe here's some, some practices that you need to pick up or whatever. He's gonna speak that to us and what we are naturally gonna do if we're not careful is become legalistic with them. We're gonna look at the other people that he didn't call to set that thing down that he didn't call to start living in this way or that way like he did us, and we will start to judge. They're doing it wrong because they're not doing it like me. Their simplicity looks different than my simplicity, who's right and who's wrong, and we will get caught up in this battle of legalism that again completely misses the point. We are each called to live with a singular focus on the kingdom life, my kingdom life, and encouraging others to do the same. When that looks different, we encourage people to follow Jesus and trust that they're hearing his voice and we take our hands off. Just because the Lord has called me to something doesn't mean he's called you to it. Just because the Lord has called you away from something doesn't mean he's called me away from it. We have to allow each other that grace or else we will become legalistic. We will start adding laws and rules and weights on people that they were never meant to carry. And this is not the desire for God for simplicity for his people. 
This is a lot, and I know I've thrown a lot at you, and at some point I would love to teach on this uh, in a fuller format. This would be a couple sermons because there's so much here. But would you begin to just ask the Lord, Lord, are there any places where I'm putting your kingdom second? Where the things of this world, the prestige, the gadgets, uh, the houses, the cars, uh, the, the involvement in all of the, the public activities, are there places where they have too much hold on my heart? If so, God, we trust you to speak and lead us to freedom. Lead us to simplicity that will draw others to you and that will help us to live the pleasing lives that you're calling us into. Come, Lord Jesus, do this work in our hearts, we pray. Amen.